Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. we're sports ethos but i don't care i specifically told josh to yell that and not what did we decide we're the ethos it doesn't have it doesn't sound the same no someone was i think it was blake in our wagering division came up with a better a better way to twist ethos into like a human type i don't remember what he came up with it was better than whatever you and i did it was the best thing that I could think of at the time. Yeah. When when we were going through all this hullabaloo, but but you guys, you listeners, you will forever be hoop ballers in my mind. You and in Dan's mind, I'm sure. Yeah, we're still hoop balls. I mean, a lot of the promo codes we have with our sponsors are still still hoop balls. <laughs> I I keep emailing them telling us we're telling them we're sports ethos now and they keep not replying to those emails. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> They're just like, no, I don't have time for whatever this nonsense is. Floop off into the distance it goes. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Fantasy NBA Today, everybody. This is a sports ethos and hoop ball presentation. I am Dan Vespers, and the man who brought us in today, my good buddy, maybe my best buddy. Oh, Yeah. Josh Millman. What's up, dude? What is up, Dan? And what's up, everyone? It's been a little bit, right? Yeah, well, you've been kind of busy. You were telling me a few things you a got going bit. on in, yeah. in your personal life off air. Congratulations <laughs> on your purchases, my good man. Oh, thank you very much. I well, appreciate that. We, Josh and I settled on that, you know, life, we're just like taking puzzle pieces that don't fit and mushing them together and, and yelling that they fit. And that's, that's pretty much where we're at now. And it's why right. I almost don't have any guests on the podcast, because... I reach out to people once in a blue moon and I'm like, Hey, do you have any time to record? They're like, Oh, I'm free from like these five hours. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm not free. Any of those. five hours. So then I no. go and I go back to doing shows where I just talk to myself for 35 minutes, but this is a fun time of year for me. I get to talk to other people. This is the best time of year, but also to be honest, it's because no, at this hour, my kid will be semi-naked in the background and I can't like be having that like while we're running a pod here. So, I mean, I could, I have, (laughs) (laughs) it's been done. It's usually, I just don't want them screaming. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, But that's also happened. I could, and I have on that one too. (laughs) I mean, honestly, the real thing is like, I just need to physically be home and that's not always the case slash like able to focus on one thing for more than eight minutes at a time. Jumping in here at the front end of the show, just to remind everybody again that we're uh, this is the the season run up part of this the podcast calendar, whatever you want to call it. We're talking to guests. We're getting sleepers from those guests. We're getting draft day strategy from those guests. Josh was not in the industry mock draft, but uh, he's obviously been with us here at Hoopball slash Sports Ethos for many years. Opportunity to pick his brain, which I've been looking forward to for. I don't know, since whenever it was the last time that we chatted. Uh, this is what I'm, I'm trying to get well, my calendar pulled up here quickly. Uh, Jared Johnson will be our guest on tomorrow's show. Jared, of course, with Roto World. Um, we will talk to Thunder Dan. Thunder Dan, I think that's our Friday show this week. Mike Barner will be on the pod first thing next week. We'll be rolling through all of the folks in that industry mock draft. Um, I still haven't been able to carve out the damn time I wanted to to go through Yahoo's 
Another readjustment of their X-Rank board. Um, we'll probably get to that on, I'm hoping, tomorrow's show. Uh, but sit tight on that. Obviously, the big news in that Yahoo rearrangement is that Cat is now down all the way to 10. Harden has been elevated to 6. Trey Young dropped down to 9. Some pretty interesting stuff here in that front end of uh, of drafts. LeBron down at 22. Um, and now we'll, we'll start to look at what that's doing to ADP stuff. So that'll be on tomorrow's podcast as well. But yeah, I mean, this is a great time of year. It's the run-up to the season. Josh, for those that are not aware, and it's coming in the draft guide any moment now. We thought it might be by today. It isn't yet. The my the mileage. The, the mileage. The, mileage. the high mileage the report. The high mileage report. Oh, the mileage. Josh puts together a piece. Well, actually, why don't I why don't I let you describe? You can describe it better than I can. Oh, it, it's again for for first of all, everyone go get the draft guide if you haven't already. Uh, oh, and because, also happy B150 day to you. Yes, happy B150. I am honored to be here on, on B150 day, Daniel, so I appreciate that. But everyone go get the draft guide because obviously there's a number of great articles in there, tons of player profiles and just you know all the categories that you need to know about, who are the, your percentage killers, you know, the contract year players and all that fun stuff. But I get to write the curmudgeon report yes <laughs> this is the podcast AKA for it a your high mileage nba players uh players who are 34 years of age or older and those are whippersnappers man what are you talking yes, about <laughs> i know right i and i say in the article that is not old in human years it's old <laughs> in nba years we yeah we've got them by a few now I know, right? Seriously, we we've been on the high mileage report since we've met, buddy. When so. you first, the first high mileage report you wrote, I think was like right around when I hit the high mileage age, <laughs> and I just keep leaving it farther in the rear. I have a I have a real Matthew McConaughey thing going on with that high mileage report now, where I keep getting older, and those and guys, keep yeah, staying the same age, yes. But that's what one of the things I want to talk about. I want to let folks know what we're going to be doing on today's podcast. We'll talk to Josh about the high mileage report. I'm not going to give the whole thing away here on the pod. You'll have to go get a draft guide to see it. I will at some point yell at you to get a Brewski 150. It is again available today to Ethos 360 subscribers, and it's coming soon to all other packages. And then, Josh, I want to get into some uh, just like general draft day strategy and maybe, shh, don't tell anyone, perhaps a Millman late target. I like to throw oh, that in. I think in. we can do that. Yeah. That's an end of show thing, though. People got to listen through it. You got to go through the, you got to wade through the muck to get to the Easter egg oh, at the yeah. end. Um, so let's start actually with draft day strategy. We'll loop back around to the mileage report. Hi. I, I just call it the mileage report because they ain't old. Uh, and then old, and yeah. then sleepers. Um, so draft day strategy, Josh. I've had a lot of people ask me recently if I do shows that are more of that ilk, and the answer is not really. Um, it's hard when you've done the the pod for five or six years to kind of like go back. A lot of listeners that have been there the whole time. I'll probably do some. I'm working maybe on getting some YouTube shorts together. But what is the Millman draft day strategy? How do you get yourself ready? How do you prepare? Even from the beginning, and what can you what can you teach folks listening about what can they do themselves to to get better at it? Holy crap! 
This is a loaded question. Yeah, it's broad. The floor is it's yours. It's very broad, but just like anything else, you got to do your homework first and foremost. And, you know, most people who I'm sure are listening have been in fantasy basketball leagues, you know, will understand their league settings, the sites they're on, the rankings that are assigned to those players by default by these uh, platforms. But those are just like before you get even get into I like this player and I don't like that player is literally doing your homework and understanding, okay, here's my competition. Here's what draft pick I have. Here's how these players are sorted out on this site and the draft clock and everything like that. Those are that those are your basics. And if you don't have your basics down, you're not going to be successful on draft night. And it's like it's kind of one of those like forgotten things when it comes to drafting. But like you have to know your environment and you have to be ready at, at all times when that draft comes. And like even dumb, dumb things like setting your cues and, you know, uh, understanding where certain players are in certain categories. And, you know, what how again, something dumb like how long how long do I have to pick? Is it 30 seconds a minute? You know, so on and so forth. Those seem like simple things, but they're very easy to forget in the heat of the moment. Start with your basics, do your homework. And then when you get into it, understand, all right, am I in an A-cat league, non-cat league, roto, H-to-H, and start evaluating what your team could potentially look like at that point. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this, Dan, but obviously that is such a massive factor in what I'm seeing right now as to how you're going to approach this draft when it comes to each player and how you're going to grade them and how, how you're going to approach once draft day arrives. So at least that's how I'm seeing it. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's perfect. Yeah. I I don't want to add anything to it. Actually. I want to, I want to jump right into the high mileage part because I, any putting that off is, uh, cruel and unusual. So, (laughs) um, you, I didn't feel like I was very strategic there. I'm just like, do your homework. Like, okay. <laughs> no, like, it's true. I mean, I like we're not going to go into a big, long how to prepare for draft thing today. That's I, I just want to like get a little bit from everybody that comes on the show, draft day strategy, because everybody's a little bit different. Right. But the stuff that look, you're on here because you and I are angry and yell at clouds. So <laughs> <laughs> if we're not talking about the thing that we're supposed to be talking about, it's silly. So okay. uh, <clears throat> you have. Typically, what about twenty-ish players in the high mileage report? Am I getting that right? Yeah, about that. How do you select them? Is the high mileage report guys that you think are going to overperform, underperform? What's the what's the methodology on that? So I actually have to reduce it by a certain amount, you know, because not all old people are created equally, even in the NBA standards, right? So I try to reduce it by just general NBA metrics or even general fantasy metrics. So in order to qualify for the high mileage report, you have had to have been a top 250 fantasy player in nine cap, or you've had to have at least a a usage rate of over, I believe 20 in, you know, by, by NBA.com. 
So it's, I, and I said somewhere in the article, it's not just because like we're just talking about old people. It's like they all need to be old and useful at the same time. Now, 250 is kind of a big number, but we also want to, you know, recognize that, hey, you might be in a 14 or 16 team league and you might want to know if, hey, is this guy valuable? Is this guy not valuable? Um, you know, some guys are just straight up not relevant, but some guys might have fallen off that radar, but are still still merit consideration even in later rounds, even, even though they didn't qualify that year. So that's how I create the list. And oddly enough, I had to create, Dan, you'll appreciate this and you haven't seen it yet. Like I had to create like an honorable mentions list because <laughs> that didn't like, it didn't cut down the list nearly as much as it had in the past. So I had to create like an honorable mentions list. Just this, thing, sure you... this thing is over 5,000 words, people. Oh like, my it's, God. It's, it's, it's intense. Okay, so just again to give folks a a tease, because I want to get into a little bit of the methodology here and what people can take away from it. Um, Last year, if you read the high mileage report, you found Mike Conley in there. You -hmm. found Al Horford in there. You found Mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry in there. You found Mm -hmm. Chris Paul in there. You found Mm -hmm. LeBron James in there. There are... And and there's plenty of other names, guys, that you have listed as more deeper league types... um, more sort of like plotters, things of that nature. There's right. there's a, a wide variety of players. Do you find, Josh, that you tend to like this type of player for your fantasy team? I it again, and this is this dovetails into the strategy conversation. I think certain guys are going to be better suited for you know eight cat or non cat roto leagues, or there might be a couple that are more suited for head to head. So I try to identify which players are best suited for what leagues, because again, a guy like Al Horford, for example, is, is you love the guy, right? Like, and I actually think I give you a shout out in, in the Al Horford section of of the high mileage report, but he's a guy who does everything good and nothing great. Right. So, you know, for me, it's like, okay, he's kind of a set it and forget it roto guy, right? Whereas, and this is probably more of an extreme example, but actually, no, actually, this is kind of less extreme. Like, like take a Kyle Lowry this year, whose play was, let's just call it erratic last season, missed time. And, you know, there were there were personal issues at, at bay and then it, like the wheel started to fall off late in the season. But there's opportunity for Kyle Lowry to have weeks where he could, I mean, potentially be a top 50 player. Right. Like yeah. He's yeah. Had I mean, that ceiling before. Don't be don't beat him up too much. In even in a bad year, he was still number 63 in nine cat last season. Correct. On a per exactly. game basis. And everybody misses 15 games a year now in the modern NBA. So him missing 19 actually wasn't that far beyond the average fantasy player anymore, which seems insane, but I know that's where it does seem insane, but that lends itself to like, okay, I can't maybe trust him in Roto with games limits and things like that. So maybe he's more of a head to head guy and I can just plug him in when I know he's healthy. And when he's not, I am, I'll just put him aside and find another upside guy that I had on my bench. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna bug you for a tease on that thing. Who is someone in your current high mileage report that hasn't been mm-hmm. dropped into the draft guide yet that you do like this year? That I do like this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can give you a cop out answer, uh, and then I'll give you the real answer. The cop out okay. answer is Kevin Durant makes his debut <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, it is the cop out <laughs> answer. <laughs> on on the high mileage report okay wait you know what i'm not gonna let you get away with just saying kevin durant how high do you like kevin durant you did you you did this to yourself now i'm gonna nail you i know how high do i like kevin durant he's a top five player okay would you take him at two behind Jokic? oh god i i'm so glad that we had this our this segue here because god here's my other piece of Draft day advice, everyone, just embrace the chaos. <laughs> uh, so I, here's what, so again, depending on the league, yes, I would take him at two. At two. Me I would too, by the way, him, me too. Yeah, I would take him in nine cat leagues that are single center. And sometimes I would even take him two centers. But if it was two centers, I'd have a hard time talking myself out of Embiid. But right. In single centers, I, I would absolutely take Durant as high as two. So a two center, does that just push KD down one slot to you, or does it push him farther? It's honestly a coin flip between those guys. Yeah. And I, I'd probably I, I would lean, you know, again, I if it's two centers, I'd probably lean towards Embiid, but if it's if it's just regular nine cap but only one center, maybe multiple flexes or something like that, I would take Durant. Okay. I, 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 no longer just a cop-out answer. We got a little deeper on that. All right, who was, yeah, your, yeah. who was your non-cop-out answer? My non-cop-out answer is, now Now we got to go through. You're putting me on the spot here. Damn oh. right. It's the hot seat, baby. It is the hot seat, baby. Uh, my my cop-out answer, a guy that I kind of low-key like is, oh boy, you're not going to like this answer, Dan. Uh-oh. Because it affects your boys here. Patrick Beverly. Okay, but at the same time, uh, you know I've always been a pro-Patrick fantasy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect you to like the anybody on the <laughs> Lakers. No, no, no. But I, but I think that that's kind of why I think I, I, I like him more than most is just because that – you guys are a mess, right? Yes, like, yes, the Lakers are terrible. You're a mess. So someone needs to kind of step out of that mess, and he seems like the most likely candidate. I mean, did you see his and, response? I think he got asked who his best friend on the team was, and he said, Russ? I, man, I, at this point, I can't tell if he's just trolling everyone. I, it's totally made up, but I feel like he's the only dude on the team that's willing to just like go out there and do the things that you, he's he's – Doing the dirty work in the media, and he's going to be the guy that does he's the dirty, do work, the on the dirty work on the court too. Yeah, like, I, I just think that that's why the answer is the answer is because he is going to back his way into all the counting stats because there's no one outside of LeBron and AD. There's no one else to do it there. Do you think you need to draft Beverly, or do you think he'll be hanging on a waiver wire for you? I actually do think you need to draft Beverly this year because it's he's higher profile now. You can get away with that when he was in Minnesota behind Edwards and 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 D'Angelo Russell, but now when he's front and center and basically like all the turmoils in the news and 
you know, they traded uh, Horton Tucker and uh, who else is there? <laughs> That's what we were asking last year also. Who else is there? Well, now there's your answer. It's, it's Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I like, actually. I, and again, I don't love that, but it's, it was a great basketball trade, though. The trade was was a perfect basketball trade. I, I saw a lot of Twitter reaction. I know we're going away from fantasy for a second here, but I saw a lot of folks that were like, "But how did we get to this point?" It's like, yeah, well, you can't <laughs> you can't really look at it from that standpoint. Everything was completely, you know, goat bleeped prior to mm-hmm. this, but that trade was the first thing that they'd done that made a ton of sense. He's exactly I, I, the player they need. I think it need. made plenty of basketball. You guys needed someone like that, for sure. And just the the the, the defense that was played was just, I mean... Unbearable. I wouldn't unbearable. even... I would not let my five-year-old watch Laker games last year. I was like, no, nah, this isn't the this isn't the one you're going to watch when I'm trying to get you into basketball. Like, stay between... Like, the, the, when you play youth sports, like, stay between your man and the basket, right? Like... <laughs> or, or not. Things like that you no. know yeah it's fine just let him go which <laughs> sometimes works when you have a healthy anthony davis for whatever that was 35 right. games last year but yeah not quite um okay awesome i love it we got a cop out one we got a non-cop out one now people have made it to the sleeper discussion and for years i've been trying to change the term sleepers but i give up so uh because also you know i am the high mileage report now and i don't have the energy to fight anymore uh, <laughs> who do you like, Millman? Give me a give me a couple oh. of late targets. What are you looking at this year? I have a few guys that I'm um, interested in. Uh, loosely speaking, I'll just throw a few names. Or, or you know what? Like I'm going to throw a name out there that I probably shouldn't be as high on as I am for a number of reasons. But God help me, like I get sucked up into the hype machine just like everyone else. So my first sleeper that I'm like, oh my God, I I must have this guy irrationally on my team is Bones Highland. Interesting. So he had like a little bit of a hype surge in June, and then Mm -hmm. I haven't heard much about him lately, but you're not crazy. Um, They are going to need some bench scoring because right now they've really thinned themselves out in Denver. Do you think his percentages can hold, and do you think he gets enough shots to get there? I, I think that the usage has to climb by almost default, right? Because I, I think to me it's, number one, like Murray's not going to play, again, same thing like every other NBA player like we talked about. Murray's going to almost assuredly sit in back-to-backs. You know, Denver may opt to manage his minutes. Uh, so I'd have to imagine that the the usage as a whole should increase and his opportunities to be a scorer. Um, I, I just think that the you know he does a lot in in a number of different areas. I think the percentages can actually improve when he has more opportunity to uh, be a, like almost like an off the bench primary score because they don't they don't really have a lot of that. Brown's there to be a facilitator. KCP's there to be more of a defensive guy. And so he has an opportunity to really have the ball in his hands and capitalize on that. And and to me like he was at I think like what 40% last year. So I think that there's opportunity for him with guys like Jokic and Bruce Brown getting him the ball uh 
you know, shooting a few threes, getting to the basket easier. I think there's opportunity for that to climb in the 43%, 44% area. Good free throw shooter. There's a, there's just a lot to like there. Maybe there's some improvement on the defensive side. I, I just think that there's a lot of opportunity for him to play, play his style of basketball. And, you know, the, the, the Nuggets have been high on him. I And again, this is a lot of its hype, but I think a lot of it is opportunity as well. And he's going really, really late right now. So you went, that's like true sleeper mode. You didn't. didn't. I don't like guys. A sleeper to me, you have to be well into double digit rounds or like practically undrafted. Yeah. That's what qualifies as a sleeper to me. I think, I don't think I've seen him go earlier than 12th or 13th anywhere. I thought it might be sooner after we had that little. I don't know, you know, bones push in June or something like that, but it, it almost like the shine came off, um, which has for some reason kept him a little bit on the low side. And yeah, I, you know, what's fun also there is after we spent most of the show talking about guys that are 37 years old, you went to, you went to someone on the far opposite really end of young the spectrum. Side, yes. Look at that. Diversifying your assets, Josh. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, got to match the, just like any other good NBA team. They got to match the vets with the young guys. Keep, keep them, uh, Keep them regular, so to That's speak. That's right. Did you have any <laughs> others, or was that the that was the one? Uh, well, that was the one that you put me on the spot okay, for. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I didn't want to throw another one out for the good people out there. Uh, you can if can. you want. I didn't know. I I didn't want to cut you off if you had another one. We can all. <laughs> do you want to do another? Uh, yeah. Why not? I'll do one more. All right, give me one more. But before you give me that one more, this is the moment in the show where I got to remind everybody that the Brewski 150 is out today. Happy Brewski 150 day to all of my wonderful listeners and everybody out there in fantasy land. It's the list that has destroyed every other list for a decade and counting. I know that there are free lists out there. Yahoo's got their free list. ESPN's got their free list. There's some analysts that have some free lists. Yeah. You can try to mush all that together, or you can just go get the damn one that wins head-to-head against the competition every damn year. And it's the Brewski 150, available at Sports Ethos in the Ethos 360 plan starting today. The Old School Bundle gets it in a little under a week. Fantasy Pass gets it in a little over a week. There are many ways to get access to the Brewski 150, but only Ethos 360 subscribers get it today. So if you want to be the the king or queen of your league, if you want to get that massive head start, head to sportsethos.com or just follow me on Twitter at Dan Bespris or at EthosFantasyBK. We'll be tweeting about the Brewski 150 relentlessly all day today and probably for the next little bit. You are going to have your brain exploded by some of the early and very late names on it. I've now seen it. It's crazy. It's amazing. I don't know where he keeps finding these guys. This is apparently how you become. That's like the difference between, I think I'm in the like top 1% to 2% of fantasy players in the world. And then there's, how do you get to that top 0.1%? That's how. So go get a Brewski 150. Do it now. Tell him Dan sent you. Nobody will care. I'll give you one more, people. Uh, we, I believe, are not high enough on Grant Williams. Oh, damn. Out of left field. Literally have not said his name on a podcast since March. <laughs> yeah. I like it. All right, explain yourself. I mean, just 
Robert Williams is hurt. That team is now in a bit of flux. They're going to need some defensive stability. And he like he looked great in the playoffs, and I'm, I believe that that will carry over into mm. I- into the regular season. Wow, you surprised me so much. I don't even have a reasonable follow up question. I, I think that there's a lot to like in his current stat set, and then with opportunity and improvements in his offensive game, and the need for Boston to have him on the court for a significant amount of time, I think he needs to be on more people's radars. Wow. Good ones, man. That was fun. Thank you. Wow. He is the great Josh Millman at, is there an underscore in your Twitter hand? I, no, I... it's just at Josh Millman. Okay, good. Kind people, please go back and follow me out of, I, I had a self-imposed fan <laughs> on Twitter and I lost all my, goddamn followers so please if you're listening follow me back i would really appreciate it i have to close my twitter window when we're doing uh guest hits so it's not like people are direct messaging and i want it blooping all throughout the show uh so then i forget if there's an underscore or not but yes that's equal parts hilarious and sad at josh millman j-o-s-h-m-i-l-l-m-a-n he is the high mileage report and officially <laughs> this is the high mileage show uh fantasy nba today josh i love you buddy i'll talk to you soon love you too man this is great as always thanks for having me. the wonderful josh millman i always have such a damn blast uh he's been with us here at sports ethos slash football since pretty much the damn beginning nobody writes with the flair of Josh Millman. So go get yourself a draft guide, check out that high mileage report and obviously follow him on Twitter because yeah, he uh, aced out his account. And so now nobody follows him again. <laughs> Good, poor guy. Um, let's wrap things up. Let's wrap things up. We got you some sleepers. We got you some old players that you can look at that. Uh, well, specifically the second one, I don't think we'd had really talked about on this show at all. Uh, and now we can get you back to your day. So check out the Brewski 150. It's Brewski 150 day. Tomorrow, we will talk ADPs as Yahoo rearranges their board again late last week. We'll also talk to uh, Jared Johnson from over at Roto World. Our awesome week continues. Man, unbelievable. I'm having a ball. Thank you again, everybody. Uh, Monday was our biggest downloaded show of the offseason, and then Tuesday was our biggest downloaded show of the offseason. Let's see if we can make today the biggest downloaded show of the offseason. You guys are the best listeners in the damn world. I will talk to you soon. I'm Dan Vespers, at Dan Vespers on Twitter. Uh, Until tomorrow. Until tomorrow.